Greetings, my fellow educators, and welcome to podcast. My name is Brian, and I'm like many of you, someone who is in the classroom trying my best to make a difference in the lives of my students and to be very effective in the classroom. I feel like this is a good time to just kind of pause and reflect on where we've been and think about where we're going in this school year. And so this episode was designed to give you a little bit of holiday cheer, maybe you're discouraged out there and not really having the best of school years. This episode is for you. I want to share this episode because I think it's going to give you hopefully a little bit of encouragement as we hear from stories from teachers that will hopefully motivate you and remind us that we as educators do make a difference. Enjoy. It was the week before Christmas, and all through my class, the students were buzzing. Not a one was on task. The stockings were hung on the incentive board with care in hopes that smiley stickers soon would be there. The kids' desks were strung with Christmas drawings of green and red, while visions of class parties danced in their heads. With my chalk markers, spelling list in hand, I donned my super teacher's cap, and longingly I looked forward to a long Christmas break nap. When out in the hall there arose such a clatter, I sprang from my desk to see what was the matter. Away to the teacher's lounge, I flew like a flash, tore open the doors, ran to the window in a dash. The sun on the breast of the new-fallen snow gave luster to the playground objects below. But when my wondering eyes should appear, but the ho-ho man himself, yes, with reindeer, with a sleigh and a smile so lively and quick, I thought to myself, am I feeling sick? Or could this indeed be the famous St. Nick? Through the door, St. Nicholas came with a bound, went straight to the teacher's boxes with a nary a sound. He spoke not a word, but went straight to his work, and filled all the boxes with goodies, bonus checks, and other great perks. And laying his finger aside of his cheek, and giving a nod, said, Good teacher, take heart, tis but one more week. He sprang to his sleigh, to his team gave a whistle, and away they all flew like down on a thistle. I wound my way back to my own classroom halls, with my students gleefully bouncing off the four walls. But I heard him exclaim as he drove off with elation, Merry Christmas, dear teachers, and enjoy your vacation. Obviously taken from the Twas the Night Before Christmas, written by Heather Skipworth Craven. Now, my hope is that you will relax during the break, but also this is a, a valuable time to kind of evaluate where we are in the classroom as educators and kind of reflect back on what we're doing right and also kind of see some things that we might need to make some changes and improvements upon so that the second half of the year goes a little bit more smoothly and a little bit more to what we want out of our classroom experience for our kids. A lot of times when we try to implement changes in our classroom, it's difficult because the kids are slow to respond, especially if you try to implement new classroom management systems. But something is valuable for you and something is valuable for me. And here's what it is, that two weeks does wonders because if you come back to school with a different way of doing things, of, or maybe not so much a different way of doing things, wanting to implement some improvements into your classroom instruction and management, 
you have a much better chance of, shall we say, recapturing your authority, recapturing what you want to do academically and in your instruction than you would in the middle of the week any other time of the year. Something about this time that gives us the opportunity to make some changes and actually see those changes happen. So I want to encourage you to definitely don't think about teaching a whole lot. Hopefully you didn't bring a whole lot of units and papers to grade. I know for me myself, we have two teacher work days to greet us when we come back. So I'm not going to do a whole lot of uh, planning and grading papers. I'm going to wait until those days arrive and then I'll tackle those issues. But I want to encourage you to join me to think, okay, well, how's this last half gone? What are some things that I'm doing that I'm feeling pretty good about? What are some things that I probably need to make some changes or improvements in? We all can make some changes and improvements and then implement a way to come back refreshed and renewed and to implement your plan in the classroom to make that second half of the year run much more smoothly. wanted to throw a few inspirational stories because maybe some of you out there have approached our halftime moment in the year and you're kind of like bogged down and the thought of going another couple of months just is actually very depressing for you. I want to share some stories not only to inspire you but also to remind you of you know, the power you have in the classroom. This story came from Pamela Elliott. This past school year, I was pleased when a student I had in third grade came back to personally invite me to his wedding. He said I was the only teacher that had believed in him. It made me feel so wonderful that he would remember me and think of me to share the most important day of his life. I can't tell you how great that made me feel. It made not only my day, but also the rest of my school year. Then the day of the wedding arrived. I sat on the aisle seat so I could at least see the groom. When he came down the aisle with his new bride, we exchanged smiles, and it made me feel special. I went through the receiving line and got big hugs from his sister, then from him, and next his father and his mother. His mother was crying. I told her how pleased I was to share this special day, and she said, You've done so much for our son. I answered by saying that I was glad if I had, even though I wasn't, really wasn't sure what I did. His mother then said that she'd like to tell me what sometime and I responded that I'd like that and sat back down. Soon after the head table was seated, I felt a tug on my arm and it was the groom's father. He said, you're wanted down front. I couldn't imagine why. As we approached his table, he told the groom wanted me to sit with his parents. I couldn't believe that on his special day, he would even be thinking about me, let alone want me to sit with his parents. Then the groom got up and came down to my table presented me with roses. I was such a disbelief. I think I said something like, this is your day. What are you doing? He just grinned and went back to sit with his bride. Then his parents said they wanted me to know what I had done for their son. They said after he was in my class, he had a really bad year where a teacher constantly put him down. He began writing that he was stupid, he was dumb, and that he hated himself. Then one day he went into their barn with the intention of hanging himself. He thought of me and my faith in him and 
could not do it. His parents then thanked me for their son. Needless to say, I was so overwhelmed with emotions. After I left the wedding reception, I cried all the way home. I have always promised myself that I would retire when I no longer enjoyed getting out of bed and heading for school. On that trip home, I made a silent promise to this young man that as soon as I couldn't support my students, I would quit. That didn't seem enough somehow, and a friend suggested I write this down and share it somewhere in order to affect a lot of teachers. Letting teachers know that they do make a difference was a way for both the groom and me to really use this to help make a difference in someone's life. Someone suggested using the word inspire, and I initially thought that was a good idea. But after thinking a while, the word inspire means to me to move towards something. I think this whole incident shouts that we already make a difference, whether we know it or not. So keep up the good work and have a great year. And Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. This message comes from the groom and myself. Again, just a powerful reminder, and very often we never even know what kind of difference we make in the classroom uh, until much, much later. Uh, sometimes if we're fortunate, we find out the immediate impact we have on students' lives, but often it's the fact that uh, we don't find out until much later into our careers and our lives. There's another inspiring story by Michelle. She writes, I attended a Catholic school in Michigan from preschool through 12th grade. What an impact it had. In high school, I made a special connection with the teacher, Mr. Doe. I wasn't the most popular student. However, he saw beyond that that I was bright and had a lot going for me once I began college. He always made sure I knew that. But for some reason, I forgot that during my first year in college and fell into a deep depression with what seemed to have no way out. I sat in my dorm room one night with a razor in hand, debating whether or not to go through with it. Well, I made the right decision. The following weekend, I went home and spent some time with Mr. Doe, and he immediately sensed that I was not happy. We talked for a while on the subject, and I told him I had almost done the previous night. Without my knowing, he went to my parents later in the evening and told them he thought I needed help. Then we had an intervention, and today I'm as happy as ever. This just goes to show the impact that a teacher can have on a student's life, even after they are no longer a student. Mr. Doe will always remain a permanent fixture in my life and will never be forgotten. He is perhaps the best teacher anyone can learn from. He inspired me to become a teacher, and now I'm about to graduate with a major in art education. story for you. Uh, this is called Christmas Angel from Susan Smith. She writes, I teach special education class of six students as a separate class of behavioral disorders. Bright children, but trouble. This year, after struggling to get through the first half of the year, I came close to leaving. I wasn't feeling that I was getting through to the children, and the parents showed no support of me. Sound familiar? Johnny is a very smart boy who does not listen ever and is spending his second year in my classroom. I have suspected that he's being abused, but the evidence is circumstantial. After three months of constant struggles with him, I was ready to send him away for vacation and enjoy my time off. Before he left, he gave me a used coffee mug as a gift with an angel in the front. I asked him why he chose an angel. He put his hand on my shoulder and simply said, Miss Smith, you are my angel and I love you. 
All this time I thought I was not getting through to him, but deep down I learned that I was his only stability. This one statement made the struggles worth all the hassles of the year. Great short story there from Miss Susan Smith. And it's just a reminder to me that we don't know a whole lot of what goes on in these students' lives once they leave our classroom. It's very easy for us as educators to stereotype them and judge them. And I think if we were able to see behind the scenes of their lives, our view of them, as well as our view with how we interact with them, possible change for the better here. many inspiring stories that exist out there. Read just one more for you. It's titled The Gift by Yvette Rivera. She writes, There are some students who touch your lives in ways that you can never imagine. Students who do not even realize they are having an impact on you. For me, it was a student that I taught right out of college. After graduating college in May, I set out to teach junior high summer school. Not the ideal choice for a first-time teaching experience, but I was young and enthusiastic. I did not count on the class I was going to encounter. My students were a rough bunch, to say the least. A combination of every school in the district's worst of the worst. Still, I was positive that I could make a difference. By the fourth week of summer school, I'd given up on making a difference and just hoped that at least some of these kids could pass the course. Of course, no class is complete without the ringleader. Apparently, John found pleasure in driving people crazy. There's no logical reason for the way he behaved. He was extra challenged and a room full of challenges. I cannot tell you when and how something changed, but one day it did. John's behavior was still atrocious, but something else in him changed. John became very close to me. He moved his desk right next to mine and became almost like my personal assistant. John still did not like to listen, but he loved to talk. He would tell me so many different stories about his life. One day, he told me a story that forever changed my mind and my life. John asked me if I liked CK1 perfume. I said yes, not knowing where the conversation was going with this. He told me that his parents had an argument and his father brought the perfume to make amends. He said his mother did not like the perfume and that she did not want the gift. He brought me the perfume and said it was because his mom did not want it. I accepted the gift from him after being sure he had gotten permission to give it away. A week later, I was on the phone with John's father. We were discussing John's behavior once again, and his father started the conversation by saying, Since my wife passed away, and before he could finish, I stopped him and asked him to explain. John's mother had died the beginning of that year from cancer. The story about the perfume was true, but it had happened almost a year earlier. John's father insisted that I keep the perfume, stating that his son must have had some special reason for giving it to me. John and I talked about his mother, but we never discussed the gift. And at the end of the summer, John was able to pass my class, just barely, and move on to the seventh grade. I never had an impact on John's behavior. His grades barely improved, and I didn't make any of the impacts that teachers are expected to make. However, I made another impact that I had never expected. On the last day of summer school, John, who never liked to show feelings nor emotions, came back to my room to say goodbye several times. And on the final trip to my room, John hugged me a long time and said, Thank you, Mrs. Rivera. I love you. These words have changed my life forever. Those were words I know that child had not said in a very long time, but he felt that he could tell me. 
As I waved goodbye and assured him that I loved him too, I knew that I would never forget John. How can you forget the student that illustrates to you that teaching is more than just grades and books? Teaching is about those life-altering moments that you never expect. Teaching is about touching the student's life and having the student touch yours. Remember, you do have a chance to make a difference in a child's life. Maybe you can't see it now, but if we're fortunate, we'll see the results of our labors somewhere down our road. Thank you so much for listening, teachers. I sincerely hope that your holiday time off is one that is rejuvenating, refreshing, and re-energizing. We'll catch you on the next podcast episode. Thanks again for listening. As I like to tell my students, I'll see you next year.